Hello, this is Melissa Hale-Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here, as always, with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to walk through this week's news, April 26, 2018. The front page... Your eye goes right to this wonderful picture by Michael Koff, and it's a play that will be on the stage this weekend at the Addy Theater in Proctors in Schenectady, written by a Gilderland playwright, and it's called Love in Firenze, which it's, it turns out is Italian for Florence, and Herb Weisberg was in Italy when he got the idea for this musical, and at age 86, nope, 82, he paired up with his friend Ed Munger, who's 76. Ed Munger did the music, Weisberg did the book and the lyrics, and we hear it's a really, really good time. Our lead story is by H. Rose Schneider, who... Several weeks ago, enlightened us all on conversion therapy, which is an attempt to change people that are born with a particular sexual orientation into another one. And the county has legislation to ban this. There was a hearing on it, um, and they will be deciding later whether to adopt the ban or not. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer has been following the development on Hearst Road. It's now been reconfigured. It has a new shape, and it has more lots. Our editorial this week is largely based on a podcast we did with Richard Tolner of Rensselaerville, who was eloquent in his advocacy for the Child Victims Act. He himself was abused by a priest when he was 15 and 16, and he makes a very cogent case for the need to extend the statute of limitations, and we certainly hope that the Senate will come around to letting it at least come to a vote on the floor. Dennis Sullivan has another masterpiece in his field notes. Good guys are like living hospice morphine drips, he writes. And he talks about how we tend to think of ourselves as good guys and others as bad guys and really makes a case for just understanding and caring about other people. We have lots of election letters this week. The school board races are decided on May 15th, and at Burn Knox Westerlo, the incumbent incumbent Lillian, (coughs) excuse me, I've (coughs) got a frog in my throat, Sisson Chrysler is being challenged by Randy Bashwinger, and He's well-known in Bern as the uh, GOP chair and head of the highway department. She's a nurse who's been on the board for one term and is looking for another. We have a lovely letter about Terry Conroy and the 4-H club that deals with llamas, and it's a, a look at other ways you can join and participate in 4-H. Marilyn Miles from the Clarksville Historical Society is writing us this week about an upcoming talk by Mark King, who is the head of the Mohawk Hudson Land Conservancy. We have a letter from uh, four of the five members of the Burn Knox Westerlo School Board saying the current board and administration is as transparent as it has ever been. We have an, uh, a long editor's note there urging that, according to the open meeting laws, decisions on new jobs, creating them, be done in public. Mike Koff was up at Switzkill Farm where Earth Day was celebrated in style. Kids had a lot of fun. 
We have a letter from Anne Hine asking um, from the Helderberg Kiwanis Club for donations of pictures of veterans to be celebrated for the upcoming Memorial Day holiday. Frank Casey headlines a list of letter writers about the new development proposed where the Hiawatha Trails golf courses across from the middle school in Gilderland, and they have put together a petition with nearly 500 signatures of people from across town, uh, Mr. Dr. Casey tells us, um, that are distressed with what they consider quick uh, decisions by the town planning board. Victor Porlier is writing about how most violent behavior, including with guns, is associated with factors other than mental illness, and some much-needed humor from John Williams, who is uh, relating some fish stories from the old man of the mountain. Excuse me. (coughs) We have Michael, who got up at the crack of dawn to be on hand for another honor flight. This time it was paid in entirety by the American Legion riders out of the post in Altamont. And these are Vietnam veterans who were being flown to Washington, D.C. More letters. Connie Rue is thanking people who helped clean the park. Mike went to another Earth Day celebration. He was very busy this weekend. This was at the Pine Bush Preserve, and this little Girl Scout is planting prairie willows. Mildred Zuck always keeps us informed on what's happening with the Helderberg Ambulance Squad. Chris Allen is updating people on another season of lunches, which are put together by volunteers on a shoestring budget, and they donate their money from that, which is over $1,400 to people in need. We have a letter from Carol Waterman, who continues to be concerned about the Dawn Homes project being built just on the edge of Gilderland in the city of Albany. And our first news story here is Michael Piscatelli, who has been named Gilderland High School principal. We congratulate him and wish him well. He's been at the district 16 years as the administrator for science, math, and technology. Certainly a very committed educator. And here are the two candidates that are facing off for the Burn Knox Westerlo School Board, Lillian Sisson-Chrysler, Randy Bashwinger. And Rose has asked them questions on several important topics so that voters will have an idea of where they stand. Rose did a story yesterday on an unexpected happening at Burn Knox Westerlo where a student had posted on his own account and then it got spread around with screenshots where he had used an obscenity scrawled across the BKW logo and you can read what he wrote and the police came to the campus the sheriff's department decided there was no cause for arrest um rice told us the chief deputy um he's obviously being a teenager We have a story from Rose on the 102nd Assembly seat. Of course, that was vacated by Pete Lopez. It was a three-way race where the Democrat and Republican were neck and neck, but Chris Tagg, the Republican, pulled out a win. The boat launch in Thompson's Lake has been improved with state money for $160,000. 
Mike also went to the baby animal days this past weekend at Indian Ladder Farms, which is an annual annual tradition where kids who often don't see farm animals anymore get to learn all about them. And this is a particular favorite picture of mine inside the barn where a, a staffer from Indian Ladder is showing just how to pat a chicken. <laughs> this little girl has her finger out to stroke the baby chick. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer has written about the library budget, $3.9 million. They're increases for events, lots of use there in the library, and ebooks. And one of the hottest items is a hotspot. And the most frequent item taken out of the library, which has a library of things, is a folding table. That surprised us. <clears throat> These are the three candidates for the school board, and they are uncontested, but Elizabeth has interviewed them so you know who they are and what some of their thoughts are about the library. Out and about, there's lots going on. Um, Anyone can sign up for a lottery to get free camping at a state site with gear included, loaned for the weekend. We have a hazardous waste day coming up in Gilderland. It's on Saturday, and you can also have documents shredded, but you need to get a permit ahead of time. It's free. And there is in Bethlehem the annual art show. And we encourage people to see what their neighbors are creating. Our blotters page has a rest as always. And here, a wonderful session. We're so happy that legislation proposed by Angelo Santa Barbara, and this is his son, Michael, who is on the autism spectrum. And part of the legislation that went through is to train first responders so that they're aware when they deal with people on the spectrum that they're, that they have this condition and way of looking at the world and that it's not an affront, which it can sometimes be misinterpreted as. And this man, Sergeant Jimmy Donahoe, really started a project in Pensacola, Florida, to help people that wander, not just those with autism like his son, who was pictured there, but also people who are senile or have Alzheimer's. And Gilderland has, um, the police have participated in that for a number of years. A man was arrested for robbery um, at a home on Western Avenue in Gilderland, and um, he wielded a knife, police say. More arrests here. And here's a fascinating portrait of a local artist, cartoonist. Um, he was interviewed by Sean Doug Arthur, and here he is right whipping up a drawing just as uh, Sean was watching. And um, he has he's putting together a book uh, looking back at his career and work. More from Rose on the hearing for conversion therapy. And this was a man that was against a ban, um, and he cited Christian doctrine. This is a head of a social worker group that was very much for the ban, a professor um, from a psychology professor from the University of Albany, also very much for the ban. I'm setting this aside for a moment. We'll get to that at the end. Our community calendar has lots going on this time of year. Spring activities. The library's always, I love this picture by Kristen Roberts, a baby playing peekaboo <laughs> during a story time. And this is the new library director in Bern, Kathy Stemple. She's not a new face. She's been running the story time and been in a library in there for years, but she's in a new position and we congratulate her. Sean has written about the Voorheesville Village budget and also about the warning that the comptroller, Mike Connors, is giving to all areas.
area municipalities, part of it being with more online shopping, the sales tax revenue, which so many municipalities depend on, could be evaporating, and he's urging long-term planning. Elizabeth continues to follow the story on Richard Sherwood, who had been a Gilderland Town judge, but was charged with felony fraud and has stepped down from his post and now promised he will never attempt to become a judge again, which led the Commission on Judicial Conduct to close out their investigation. More on the wonderful play that was written by Herb Weisberg with pictures. This is a a face people may recognize because... um, Janie Parmentier is a Voorheesville graduate, and last year she starred in Mary Poppins, and now she's playing the daughter of this New Yorker who goes to Italy and falls in love. Our podcast this week is with Darlene Stanton, who is a very dedicated auxiliary member for the Veterans of Foreign War and is now going to head for the entire state of New York, the auxiliary organization. Congratulations to her. She had some really insightful things to say about patriotism and history. We did a podcast last week um, with Ava DeSantis, who's right here, (laughs) starting the race she organized, Earth Day 5K on the rail trail, and the first place male and the first place female. Congratulations to them. And any proceeds will be going to the Mohawk Hudson Land Conservancy. Very active seniors in our area. Um, Alice Gibbs writing about the hill towns, John Murphy Altamont, and Madeline Bratt Helderberg, as well as Gilderland has activities every single day classified ads. We've got lots of them. And we have an engagement announcement, which we always just think is wonderful. (laughs) We wish this couple the best, a Hilltown couple. And sadly, we have the obituary for Linda Carmen, who was practically synonymous with the Hilltown seniors and wrote a column for us for ages about their activities and just so uh, so intrinsically woven into Hilltown life. She, it's a, a huge, huge loss. More from Elizabeth on Hearst Road development. And you can see how the lots are configured now coming off of Hearst Road. Then following our legal notices, we have sports with some wonderful pictures by Michael Koff in a page that was designed by Marcello. And I love the discus flower thrower flying at the top and Mr. Macham landing at the bottom with the athletes who excelled in between. Congratulations. And on our back page, <clears throat> the Dutch lacrosse team, which has the Women have just a great history, and here they pulled out a win. We congratulate them, and then we're just going to move on to our home and garden section with a cover picture by Rose, which (laughs) these are succulents that were growing vertically up a plank. Good tenacity, a lesson for us all. This is a story I was really excited about. Harriet and Stephen Myers lived in the 1850s in this brick row house in Arbor Hill, and it was on the verge of collapse when this couple, Mary Liz and Paul Stewart, formed an organization to study the Underground Railroad and purchased this organization, the Underground Railroad History Project, purchased this house, which has been restored, and they're still doing more. And it's a way of looking at history that teaches you a lot. This little tiny rose, for example, was 
archaeologically excavated, and Janine Moon, who volunteers a day a week to do the displays there, found a vase similar to the one it came from, and Mary Liz told me so often there's a misconception of people that in the Civil War era, African Americans were either slaves or very, very poor. And here, this man who lived right down the street, Dr. Elkins, he lived over here, um, had, he was a world traveler and had things from all over the world and just had a, a life and like the Myers was committed to abolition. This man works as a volunteer in the garden, and you can see here it was designed to look like the row house that it replaced. The man that lived there had been a captain plying the Hudson and was the mother of Harriet. And this pathway is like the center hallway in the house, and the rooms are here, and the stairway's here, and this little girl lives next door, and she came over to say hello. This is just a stunningly beautiful story by Elizabeth about Mr. Vosberg who called me because he thought some of his things might be missing. But Elizabeth went to see him and discovered he's this lifelong collector and how he fits his things in half of a room in the nursing home. And he just, it's just a very well-told story. Sean has looked at garden art and how you can create it yourself with found objects. This is a totem pole. And Elizabeth also looked at Airbnb. This is a home in New Scotland, this is from a lakeside cottage in Bern, and this is from a Victorian duplex in Slingerlands. And all of these women rent out rooms or the entire cottage or duplex <laughs> and um, enjoy meeting people from around the world and making pretty good money. And finally, Rose has looked at the call of the wild, the coyotes that are in our midst and might be noticed more that it's springtime and they're out and about foraging for their young. And she went on a tour at Five Rivers where the point was to find signs of coyote, including scat and a little rabbit hair was uncovered in that one. So we wish you a good week and a happy spring.